This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Hard to believe a week has gone by, but yes, no sooner have you digested the last week's gadget and gizmos. We've got a whole raft more. Oh, I've gone back to rafts again. We've got to find different different vessels on which to float our gadget and gizmos. We have. You've tried slew, haven't you? You tell me that, uh, yes, yes, tech journalists like slew. We've had slews and rafts. I'll, yes. We'll come up with something next week. Okay. I used to use range, but then there we go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, a range, so a are... range implies climbing to me. I don't like that idea at all. We're off into outer space. Oh, well, uh, specifically we to Saturn, or rather near Saturn. Now, Saturn, mm. as you may or may not know, I didn't know, has 83 moons, which is... I didn't know. It seems more, than, it, more than its fair share, really. Well, it makes it a very romantic planet, doesn't it? Yes, by the light of the anyway, moons, yeah. Well, the one that NASA is interested in is Enceladus, because Enceladus has a salty ocean under its crust, and the reason they know it's there is because it sprays plumes of salty water up into space. Mm-hmm. Now, where there's water, there's life, potentially. Right. Especially if it's on a salty water, because that's, you know, that's what the sea is, after all. Salty water. Mm. Well, salty water and microplastics, but I don't think they've made it as far as yes, Uranus yes, yet. No, no. Not a big moon. It's about the length of the UK. Saturn so, we're talking about, really, rather than... No, we're talking Uranus. about Enceladus, the moon. Yes, but you're still saying Uranus. Did I say Uranus? Certainly. Yes, absolutely. It does slip yes, out. Yes, I have yes, no yes. idea why my Uranus just slipped out. <laughs> um, right. So just checking we're on the right planet. Yep. They are sending eels. Eels? To, uh, to Saturn. Eels. Because they want them salted. Exactly. The most expensive eels ever. These ones have been they salted be. on a moon of Saturn. Yeah. But not just any old eels. These oh, are right. exobiology extant life surveyors. Oh, right. Okay. It's an acronym, not a bad acronym. Oh, no, as as they come, better than some, yes. On the tech website where I read about this, they call them snakes. But obviously, with an acronym like that, they're clearly eels, not snakes. Anyway, these eels are four metres long, and they are made of ten segments that rotate in opposite directions. And they have a sort of corkscrew shape on each of the segments that goes in opposite mm. ways. And that allows them not only to get a grip, but to wriggle their way forwards. And the idea is they will dig down through holes and see what's down there in this salty atmosphere. Now, because of the lag in communications between Saturn Mm. and the Earth, these things have to be autonomous. Mm. And they, unlike autonomous cars, they can't just look out for traffic signs and lampposts and other parked cars. So they have... Four pairs of stereo cameras, built-in uh, LiDAR, and they make 3D maps of their surroundings as they go. Mm, right. Good thing. They say they'll have their their first actual eel finished by the end of next year, but they reckon it's going to be a 10-year wait before they're able to stick one up on a rocket and send it out, which must be very frustrating for them. Yes. Imagine having I wonder what the eels will do in the interim. 
<clears throat> I imagine they will carry on digging their way through the Arizona desert or wherever they're yes, being tried yes. out. Okay, right. Eels. From eels to... Oh, from eels to zombies. Oh. It's the natural progression. Uh, my son, Joe, used to uh, spend his spare time planning what to do in the event of a zombie invasion. And <clears throat> the technique he came up with was to get a whole of the double-decker buses and park them in a circle. Uh, because, of course, zombies can't climb. I don't know if you know that, but it is part of the zombie folklore that they can't climb. Something they share with Daleks. Something that, well, not anymore. Daleks can now go upstairs, oh, of course, yeah, the latest yeah. Doctor yes. Who iterations. And <clears throat> if you are worried about the zombie apocalypse, or in fact any kind of apocalypse, and you could do worse than the Extinction Level Event Camper trailer. And... <laughs> It is a trailer that you put on the back of your camper, which has a, a filtration system that can refill 83 litres in its water tank in just 10 minutes. Filtering it out, it has a drone launch system. It has a night vision camera mounted on a telescopic arm on its roof that you can steer around. It has, of course, a lockable gun storage and a bear defence system that sprays noxious chemicals at any approaching bears or, indeed, any approaching zombies. Well, that's quite wise. It would be rather awful if you defended yourself against zombies only get eaten by a bear. Yes, that would be bad, wouldn't it? Yeah. The irony would be unbearable. Yes. Yes. yes, absolutely. Unbearable, very good, yes. Exactly. And uh, unlike many of the gadgets we talk about in this show, you can actually buy this one now. Well, you can book to buy it now. It's from mammothoverland.com, and it costs you $67,000, um, an extra $25,000 if you wanted to be bulletproof. And I suppose you probably would want to be bulletproof mm. as well as bearproof and zombie-proof. They don't actually claim that it's zombie-proof, <laughs> but I'm just interpreting that from my own researches. I wonder how much um, second-hand double-decker buses might be cheaper. I've, how many? How many did he consider he would need in the end? How big an area did he want to actually? Oh well, large enough to enclose his entire habitat, along with whichever friends he invited in. I was hoping I was going to be one of them, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just have to pay. You're the dad. You've got to pay for the double decker buses, but you don't get to go in. Yeah. I don't think he was planning <laughs> on paying for them. Oh right. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. Well, well after a zombie a... apocalypse, I don't I assume suppose, that London yes, I suppose will be operational. That's, that's probably very true. That, that's probably very true. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, so this tank can fill 83 litres of water and uh, filter them in hmm. 10 minutes. But water, it's a big problem, as the ancient mariner noticed. Water, water everywhere, but never a drop to drink, because seawater, as we know, is undrinkable, hmm. unpotable. Yes, as they say. Possible. And not it, a word you hear very often now, except in crossword clues. And it drives, yeah, drives you mad, apparently, if you drink seawater. Hmm. Well, what happens if you are at a boat at sea and you run out of water, or if you're in the life raft and you run out of water? The answer could be the quench sea. Quench sea, all run together, one word. Hmm. It is a four-kilogram capsule that measures... 15 by 45 centimetres, that's about six inches by a foot and a half. Mm -hmm. or for, well, just for you, I think. I don't know if any of our, our listeners can't do the maths, but just for you, it's, it's that's the size of it. Yes. In other words, proper and, measurements, yes. Proper measurements, exactly. And you throw it overboard, 
you let it sink to a depth of between 300 and 500 meters, which is a surprisingly long way down. It comes in a very, very long, well, a 500 meter long mm-hmm. cable, so you winch it back up again. And when it goes that far down, there's intense pressure from the seawater around it that forces seawater into its filter, pushes it through the semi-permeable membrane, and that membrane then captures the salt and the microplastics, and it can make one and a half litres of drinking water in just five minutes. Mm. Pretty good. And another thing that you can buy now. Isn't that extraordinary? You can get it from quenchsea.world. I didn't know .world was a top-level domain name, but apparently it is. quenchsea.world, and it will cost you $150 plus $30 shipping. $30 shipping, I may add, anywhere in the world, which I think is pretty good, actually. Because usually they charge so presumably, presumably not to a lifeboat in the middle of the sea when you realise you haven't got one with you. No. No, that's what they need. They need that to would be a good service. by drone. Yes, yeah. yes. Or that by would be a great helicopter service. or yes, drop them from satellites or, or whatever. Yes, yes. They haven't thought this through, as we so often say. Okay. <laughs> <They> so often <laughs> <say>. <laughs> Time for us to have one of these. Where are you going to take us now? Well, there's a new television in town. It's oh. called the Telly. Actually, it's not in town. You can only get it in America. But I'm going to mention it anyway. It's called the Telly. It's a 55-inch 4K television, which is big, with a very thin display. And underneath it is an additional wide display mm-hmm. on which you see news and sport and <clears throat> other information that will be of interest to you. It has a built-in camera for make, both making video calls and for you know motion capture fitness apps, so mm. you can see what you're doing incorrectly when they're doing it wrong. Now, guess how much it costs? Go on, have a guess. I don't know, thousand quid. Nothing. It costs absolutely what? nothing. It's free. It's free. Yes, Good grief. extraordinary. Because it's ad supported. The secondary display in the corner of it displays ads all the time, whether you're watching television or not, and that's what they reckon will pay for the television. Well, that's absolutely amazing. I want one, but you say it's just in America. But I've just had me thought, why can't you dim the bottom screen, not bother with the ads, and just watch it as a telly that somebody's given you for nothing? You could, of course. Or you could just put a, a sheet over the bottom bit. Yes. But that, well, that's excellent. rather... That's, that's not cricket, is it? It's rather breaking the rules. Isn't you? Well, it's an American telly, so there won't uh, be much cricket on it anyway. Well, that's absolutely true, in which case you can do whatever you like. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So if you're interested Absolutely. and you happen to be a listener in America at the moment, go to freetelly.com. Telly spent I don't think telly was an American word. I think they use television telly as a as an abbreviation for no. no, maybe they think maybe they've invented it. Maybe they do. That's how wrong they are. And anyway, you can get it. they're taking orders now for it. I think it's it's quite a good idea. It's certainly the first first ad supported television set that I've seen. Well, or we haven't seen because, of course, we're not in America. Uh, Probably a good moment for us to take a break. We'll be back very shortly. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This is Simon Rose. I'm in conversation with Steve Kaplan as we discuss gadgets and gizmos. Um, so having disposed of our free telly. Yes. Um, what now? I'm well, not just free telly, but 50, a big free telly as well. Huge free telly, 55 inches. Yeah. Did you, did you work out what the delivery cost was? Free telly, but delivery actually costs you a grand. That's quite possible. Unless mm. you go and pick it up yourself. There's got to be a catch somewhere. There's got to uh, be a catch. Pick it up yourself. I don't think I could pick up a 55-inch telly. Not well, it won't be own. heavy because they're not heavy these days. Oh, aren't they? I don't mm. know. I've still got a very old-fashioned steam-driven one. Steam one, in, I think. I think it's got valves in somewhere. Yeah. Goodness, is it black and white? No, no, it's got colour now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, really? I'd have thought all, all your presenters would be wearing wearing suits <laughs> and bow ties. Absolutely, absolutely, as they should. So on to Hublot, Hublot the watchmakers, yes. and indeed the, the I think they also make the uh, the things they hold up in football matches to show which people are being substituted. They have Hublot written all over them, don't they? So Hublot have made their first green watch. It's um, it's called the Big Bang Watch. I don't know why, a curious name for it, because Big Bang is not something you want from a watch, really. But anyway, it's called the Big Bang Watch. And it is actually green in colour. So not particularly attractive green, but it, it's green. And it's made from recycled Nespresso capsules, those little aluminium mm. pod things, yes. and coffee grounds. They've actually made a, a watch out of coffee grounds. I know, it seems ridiculous, doesn't it? It does seem a bit strange, but... It does. I think I mean, mainly the strap that's made of coffee grounds. Well, even anyway, so, reusing it, coffee grounds seems very useful because there must be an awful lot of them. There must be. I don't know how they collect them because people don't tend to send their coffee grounds back when they send their capsules back to Nespresso. Um, or maybe they do. Maybe they maybe they just don't bother to wash them out. They just send the whole thing back. I have no idea. Anyway, they can make watches out of them. They... Uh, it, they, it's been a year in research and development, this mm. this watch, which, um, it, including the, the case, the case is made entirely of oak, including the hinges, which are also made entirely of oak, which I think is really rather impressive for a hinge. It's impressive. It? Yeah, except, well, it is impressive for a hinge, except once you've opened the case, you put the watch on <clears throat> to yes. use it, how often are you going to put it back in the case? Well, since the watch costs $24,000, I imagine you put it back in the case most of the oh, time. okay. All right. It's okay. Point so taken. I cannot imagine who's going to be buying uh, a thing like this, but I imagine there are people who are buying things like this. Curious, though, anyway. I wonder if, I I wonder if the watch strap actually smells of coffee grounds. That might be quite pleasant. Having a waft of coffee as, you, as your, as your wrist warms it, up. If they put an alarm in it, you could wake up and smell the coffee. Oh, Fantastic. Except it'd be in the oak case, so you wouldn't be able to smell anything. No, that's true. Wake up, open the case and smell the coffee. Yes, It doesn't absolutely. have quite the same no. ring to it, does it? No, it doesn't trip off the tongue. Well, what now? Um, let's go on to... We haven't mentioned chat GPT so far in uh, <laughs> that's this true. week. That's true. Um, and this is the news that Bookwire which is a German book marketing company, are planning to use ChatGPT to write blurbs for their books. Mm. Writing blurbs is, is very difficult. 
Uh, I think it was Nancy Mitford who who called it an art form all in itself, because it's actually very difficult to write a blurb that captures the readers, the potential readers' mm. attention and imagination without giving too much away. So that's why they're using uh, ChatGPT to write the blurbs for them. They can then edit them. So I thought that's interesting. I wonder what happens when we get ChatGPT to write a blurb. So I asked it to write a blurb for the Bible written as a self-help book. Are you and, feeling lost? Oh, sorry. Are you going to do you want to want to be play it or not? Well, I was just going to say that rather than me reading it out, I thought I'd get one oh, of those right, fake yes. AI American voices to read it out instead yes. because that's yes, more yes, authentic. Yes. Here we go. Are you feeling lost, hopeless, or confused? Do you need guidance, comfort, or inspiration? Then this book is for you. The Bible is not just a collection of ancient stories and myths. It is a life-changing journey that will lead you to your ultimate destination, heaven. Don't miss this opportunity to discover the best book ever written for your self-help needs. Order your copy today and start reading the Bible for yourself. Hmm. And there we go. I think it sums it up quite neatly. There's quite a lot more of it, but I... <clears throat> well, we've written books together, and the blurb is one of the most difficult things. It's a shame we can't it go is. back and ask it to do it yeah. several years ago, but we can't. Exactly. Well, mm. I'm sure it'll come. <laughs> ask it to rewrite some history for us. So we reckon now we can actually, I think we've come up with several ideas for, for um, self-help books written by AI. So you could actually have a self-help book written by AI, AI doing the blurb. I mean, really, it's, yeah. it's, it's, all you've got to do is point it in the right direction. And then just get all the other AI bots to read the book so that real people don't have to bother. Oh, this is wonderful. We've saved Perfect. mankind so much you effort have. and time. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I think it's time for our crowdfunding time of the week, wouldn't you say? Here we go. And this is the Kesuo, K-E-S-U-O, suitcase. It's a suitcase on wheels. It's slightly curious form factor because it's taller and narrower than your average suitcase. It's the height of a, of a desk, they say. I don't know why you'd want a suitcase the height of a desk, but anyway, it is. What's interesting about this suitcase is it has built-in voice control. And it claims that if you go to a hotel, rather than hunting around for remote controls for the lights or the TV mm. or the air conditioner, you can just say to your suitcase, you know, turn the temperature up or turn the TV on or dim the lights and it'll do yes. it. It doesn't say how it'll do it. I think it's nonsense. I think it's absolute nonsense. It's, it, I cannot. I mean, having tried to connect various Bluetooth things to other Bluetooth things, I know it's quite a tortuous process. Yes. The idea that your suitcase can figure it out all by itself doesn't make much sense to me at all. Anyway, it's there. I... It's on Kickstarter. They want... Well, it's currently on the super early bird, which is the cheapest version of it. Mm. 1558 Hong Kong dollars, about 160 quid. And as far they claim to raise two thousand pounds out of it, but as far as I can see, only two people have plonked down their one hundred and sixty quid so far. Anyway, if you like the idea of it, check it out. You've got till the tenth of June. I don't see how it could work myself. There are lots of frustrated executives yelling at their suitcases in their room. Yes, very peculiar. <laughs> exactly. Very and you know, last time I looked it up, and maybe after we discuss it, but nobody knows who invented the wheels for the suitcase. I mean, my parents' day, you we, had to carry we... these heavy things around, and it is said that umpteen back problems have been solved by suitcases with wheels. 
Well, as you all know, if you listen to this program, we discussed mm-hmm. this a few months ago, and I dug out the name of the person. Oh, who did you? The oh, wheels I... on the suitcase. Oh, I we probably wasn't there then. I probably him. wasn't there that week. He was a pro- <laughs> he was a prolific <laughs> inventor. You, well, you were you were there, perhaps not in spirit. You may have remained maybe elsewhere. But yes, we did discuss it oh, at length. Okay. Oh gosh, I, there, I, there. I thought it'd be some anonymous person. Um, but oh, can you well, remember his name? Uh, we could do it again next week, and, and okay. you'll have forgotten yes. all about it. By right. Yeah, absolutely. Of course I will. Of course I will. Right, then, onwards, onwards. And now on to a curious claim about taxi apps like Uber and mm-hmm. Bolt. Yes. This is something that first appeared on Twitter, claiming that they charge you more when your phone battery is low. So, as you know, they, they already have... Um, <laughs> surge pricing yes, they yes, call yes. It. so when there's a lot of demand then uh people will yeah if they uh, charge more charge so that more drivers will come more. out yeah yeah well they will charge you more uh, so that more drivers will come out but also because they can right okay it does and work the other way i quite approve of surge pricing because actually it means that when there is no demand you might pay much less so if you look at it that way it actually seems quite a good idea Yes. I don't think you ever pay less. You just pay more. Anyway, the, the claim is... <laughs> you when your some phone people are paying more, low, other people have to well, be paying less. What? Yes, okay. <laughs> <That makes sense. laughs> well, so what people do, apparently, mm. is they see yeah. that the surge pricing and think, well, I'll leave it, leave it half an hour yeah, yeah. and try it yes. again. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, when, you're, when the text your phone battery is low, mm. uh, then they put the price up because they know that you can't wait half an hour and try again. Can they detect when your battery is low? Well, they can detect all kinds of things, yes. Oh, dear, that's rather disconcerting. Well, I will point out that both Uber and Bolt deny it. Bolt say, yes, there is a real-time surge multiplier. So if someone on Twitter tried, they'd order two taxis to go to the same place. Hmm. The one which had a low battery was given a higher price. That will just be the surge multiplier in action, say Bolt. They also say that the different pricing can, on occasion, be caused by people using different versions of the app. Now, that sounds rather scary to me. Yes. How do you know which one? I mean, life is too short to try changing the version of the app in order to work out which ones gives you the cheapest um, price. It is. No, absolutely. But um, life is not too short to be able to report that the portable porter as it was called, was invented in 19, the 1940s. Um, okay, but yes, but, and, but but I don't remember anybody with suitcase with wheels in the 60s or even 70s. Patented 70s? by Bernard Sado in 1972. Hmm. Yes. Well, I don't think they were and, common um, then, were they? Uh, it was a pilot who then turned it on its side and added a handle which to make it into the cabin bag that we have today. Um, There's a photograph of a Polish painter, Alfred Krupa, using one in 1954. Alfred Krupa, a notable inventor, also invented skis for walking on water, a folding catamaran, and a glass-bottom boat. Oh, this is ringing a bell. Yes, okay. Yes. okay. We we did discuss it. But although invented a long time um, ago, they didn't become very common until relatively recently. Uh, No, uh, and I think that's because the idea of carry-on luggage only appeared fairly recently. Mm. And before that, it was men who would carry the luggage and women who would not, because it was seen as a macho thing. And men didn't want to look like wusses having 
um, mm. suitcases on wheels. Intriguing when, idea. Mm. So we've probably got time for one more thing. <clears throat> well, we can talk about airborne DNA. The University of Florida have been studying endangered sea turtles and doing so by looking at the environmental DNA. And they found loads of DNA floating around from people good enough to identify the people. So the, the idea is that actually this airborne DNA is all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it could even be used at crime scenes. So no matter how careful your average criminal is at wiping his or her fingerprints off things, mm -hmm. if they were in the room and they breathed, then the chances are they left their DNA hanging around. Ooh, the police must be delighted about this. They will be delighted, but of course they might be even be able to solve crimes to sort through. They might work steady on. <laughs> That's yes, the way down the I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Let's talk about fantasy and tech. Yes. Exactly. Okay, C. Well, thank you very much indeed. That's it for this edition of Gadget and Gizmos. We will though be back with even more at the same time next week. It won't be a raft. It won't be a range. I don't know what it'll be. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.